I'm glad that um, you are here in the house of the Lord this morning. We're going to take your attention into the Word of the Lord. If you'd stand for the reading of the Word of the Lord, Matthew chapter 19, and uh, I'm going to begin with verse number 26, Matthew chapter 19, and uh, I will also read Jeremiah chapter 32 today, Matthew chapter 19 and Jeremiah 32. Glad to have uh, my wife and all of the world travelers home this morning, and uh, thankful to have them back. We're going to be hearing from them here in a couple of weeks and look forward to hearing some wonderful reports of what they have been involved in uh, over the last 10 days, and we're sure glad to have them back safe at home. Amen. Matthew chapter 19 and verse 26 is just one scripture. I often quote this, and I want to read into your hearing this morning. Matthew 19, 26, but Jesus beheld them and said unto them, with men, this is impossible, but with God, all things are possible. Jeremiah chapter 32, verse 17 says, for nothing is impossible with God. Nothing is impossible with God. Let's pray together. Lord, help us this morning to preach what you have spoken to our hearing this morning. I pray, Lord, that you have as you have ministered to me, God, that you would minister to this congregation through me today. God, that you would let the word of the Lord come forth with power and demonstration of your spirit this morning. We honor you. We magnify you. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Thank you for standing today. What I'm going to preach to you this morning is no secret. One of the greatest truths of Scripture is that God and God alone has unlimited power. When the disciples asked Jesus about a statement that he had made regarding the rich young ruler, and they went on and said, ask him how that the rich could possibly be saved. And Jesus says unto them, very simple, that with man it is impossible, but with God all things are possible. Uh, there, there's nobody that God can't reach. We notice the same type of statement made in Genesis chapter 18 when God begins to reveal to Abraham that he will be, the fa- he will be a father at the old age of 100 and Sarah now at 90 laughs about what God says but God asks them a rhetorical question and he says, is anything too difficult for the Lord. The assumption is is that we all understand that nothing is impossible with God. 
In fact, God waited. It appears so that he could make his point very clear to Abraham that he, he waited until it appeared impossible before he would fulfill the promise that he had spoken into his life years before. Our God proves once again that he is a God of impossibilities. These types of statements about the unlimited power of God are made all throughout the Scripture in the Old Testament and in the New Testament alike. Over and again, God declares that He holds all power. In Psalm 135, it tells us that God does exactly what He pleases in the heavens and in the earth and in the seas and in the deeps, the King James Version says. Isaiah 43, 13 says that God acts and nobody can reverse what God does. In Daniel chapter 4, the scripture says that God does as he wills. I'm thankful to know today that God doesn't have to answer to anybody. God is all-powerful and he has all authority and he answers to nobody. All of these points uh, all of these points are simply made in Scripture to allow us insight and understanding that God is the source of unlimited power and resources. In fact, the Bible declares this truth to us and tells us that God alone is all-powerful. And uh, this ought to encourage us uh, this morning because whatever it is that you are facing will come to pass if it is the will of God. This kind of God that I am talking to you about today is declared worthy of worship and of praise and our honoring of Him uh, and the, the, the place of being first in our life because this all-powerful, all-knowing God is always looking out for us, always watching he is always looking down upon your life and mine. And He's always pointing our lives in the best direction possible. We can see God's power in so many ways in Scripture. First of all, we can see God's power to create. Man's ability to create is limited to work with the elements that already exist. We build, we create but we work within the confines of the elements that God has already created. The physicists, the scientists, um, the, 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 uh, the, the uh, chemists all have to work within the, the, the boundaries of God's created elements. They don't have the ability to recreate or to make more of what exists. Everything that is formed, everything that is made, all comes down to the base compounds that God has created and that God has made. Letting us know that man's ability at our greatest is limited to God's base elements. To work within these elements that already exist is the far-reaching of our mind and our abilities. God, though, has the ability to create. He can speak. 
He can create from nothing and He can make something. The Scripture said that when God spoke, it was so. And then God saw that it was good. Think about the difference between our creation and God's creation. We think of God's creation in the boundaries of our creation. Our creation working within the elements that we have been given. But God's creation is working within the confines of God's creative imagination. The greater that God could think, the more that He would create. And whatever that you run into in your life, whatever problem that you deal with in your life, whatever uh, limited resources that you find yourself up against in your life, I want to encourage you this morning to tell you that just because it is impossible with you does not mean that it is impossible with the Lord. Because the situation you got into is limited by your resources, limited by your creativity, limited by, uh, by the confines uh, and the boundaries of life. But God has the ability to speak into that situation and create what does not exist already in your life. The scientists and biologists are all searching the depths of the seas. They say it is the most unexplored regions. It is perhaps even more unexplored than is the far-reaching far reaching of the heavens. They can look millions and millions and light years ahead and look so far uh, into, uh, into space. And yet they seem to, 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 to feel that they, they are understanding standing and they are comprehending. But when they reach into the depths of the seas and they go as deep as man can go, there are creatures that are still being identified and things that are still being understood that they did not know. Can I tell you this morning that man's ability to truly comprehend God and understand God will never truly be exhausted because the greater our imagination, the greater our understanding the farther God goes in his comprehension and I believe that if it was even possible which it is not for man to truly reach the very depths and the very height and the very breadth of God and try to truly comprehend and understand him that God has the ability to say you think you've caught up with me I'll speak another word and I'll go further than what you can possibly imagine I want to encourage you this morning to understand that when you are limited by resource, limited by creativity, God is already ahead of you. God is already beyond you. God is already working everything for your good. Oh, somebody give the Lord a shout of praise this morning. Isaiah chapter 40. The scripture says, lift up your eyes and look into the heavens who created all of these. <laughs> you got to ask yourself something. Who put this world into existence? Who brings out the starry host of heaven? Who flings this thing and puts it all into existence? There's a, a nifty little gadget that uh, happened to come in the truckload cell. And my wife and I were walking through yesterday. And I was showing her the building. We walked inside. We were looking around. 
we walked over and I saw this nifty little gadget and it's operated off of magnets and it's kind of cool the way it operates. You plug it in, the magnets come to life and uh, it all lights up and there's a, there's a globe and that globe sits on uh, a, a pedestal uh, and it's, it's just sitting there on a pedestal. And I looked at my wife and I said, watch this. And I picked that thing up. And when I pulled it away from the magnets, I began to try to set it back down. And the magnets are pulling every direction. And after I tried for about five minutes, my wife said, oh, I get it. She reached over, took it out of my hand, and voila, she made that thing literally stand in midair. She's magic. (laughs) Scientists have discovered that through magnetic fields that they can create these nifty gadgets in China for just a few dollars that boggle our minds. And through these magnetic fields, this, this globe literally floats in the air by magnetic forces that are pushing the globe up. And they're pushing at just the right amount of pressure. And with a slight spin, however it operates, I cannot fully understand. But the globe sits in midair and it just spins. And it is lit and you just sit there with imagination and say, is this really happening? And it is. It is cool. I'm not sure of the price tag. Don't tell Brother David. He'll put a big price tag on it because I think I have to own that thing. It's a great conversation piece. I have to put it in my office so people can come in and mess it up. Then I'm going to have to bring my wife back in to put the world back in its place. And so this incredible, this incredible creation of science, wow, I'm amazed at it all. And you can look around the world and go into, I love to go into these these nifty shops that have all such gadgets that that just boggle man's mind, or at least my feeble mind. And I'm amazed by it and amused by it. And I stand in awe of it all. And to think that God just spoke a word. And He didn't take a miniature version of a planet and set it on some miniature uh, 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 magnets and cause it to just hold into space. But he took a sun and he took a moon and he's put the moon around the earth and he took a string of of planets and he just flung them out into space. And, And while I'm talking about it, it seems like, wow, I wonder how long it took him to do all of that. It took him long enough to speak the word. And this entire, not miniature versions, but this entire universe came into existence. He, he just took a day and he spoke a word and, and, and he made light and he spoke a word and he divided waters and he, he speaks a word and he creates, yet he reaches down and scoops from the dust of the earth and he forms man and he breathes breath into mankind. He took a little extra time. Because you and I were the crown jewel of creation. 
And he breathes the breath of life. And so every time you breathe, just take your hand in front of your face and just breathe and feel that hot breath coming out on your hand. Understand that that is not your breath. You thought it was, but that is the breath of God. (laughs) Because you didn't breathe that breath into your own life, but God breathe the breath of life into you. And at any moment that he so chooses, he can withdraw it from you because he's God and he has it all. And so we get in the middle of life and in the middle of this world and and we look around us and we're struggling. We're struggling financially. We're struggling physically. We're struggling in relationships. We're struggling with life. We're struggling on jobs. We're struggling because we don't have as much as the neighbor. We're struggling over this and struggling over that. And God steps back and looks and says, and you you thought that you even got yourself to where you are? You didn't get yourself to where you are. You can't add one day to your life or take one day away from it. You didn't bring yourself here. You, didn't, you can't add anything to your life. God is the very source of your life and the things you're struggling over. He's sitting back saying, I've got more to meet that need than what you can possibly imagine. Brother Danny quoted, he he started trying to preach my message during worship service. He already quoted Ephesians chapter 3. Now unto him who is able to do exceeding abundantly. Above all that we're able to ask or think. That means, now now, now, let me try to help you understand this. I can imagine up all sorts of things. Some people say, Brother Jordan, you're never going to run out of work that needs to be done. Because before you get one thing done, you're already thinking about what else needs to get done. And that may be true. But let me tell you what the scripture is saying. The more thinking that you put into life, The more thought that you put into life of what needs to be done, God has already done it. He's able to do exceeding abundantly above all that you and I are able to ask of Him or even think up in our mind. So the very far-reaching of the mind of man only scratches the surface of God's power and ability. Because the farthest reach of your mind, if the most educated among us, if the most gifted and talented among us would all put our thoughts together, and you, I included myself in that, I should have left myself out of that. If the most talented, the most gifted, the brightest, most brilliant, most educated minds among us would get together and put every put the, the most creative, ingenious idea together, and all we have is an idea. We 
have an idea. Now we need to develop it. And that's the hard job. Spencer came up with an idea a couple of years ago or so and began to work on the idea. It was the most brilliant idea I had ever thought in my life. I had never heard anything like it as he began to share with me the ingenious idea that he had. And he began to to talk to me about his idea. And I said, Spencer, you're on to something. And so we talked to some people in the know and they said, wow, this is amazing. Here's some steps you need to take. First, you have to go to an attorney and you got to create, uh, you got to create this, this clause. And anybody you talk to about this has to sign this clause. And if they they, they have to, uh, you can't talk about it to anybody unless they've signed here because this is a creative idea and dealing with technology. And so it goes through the process of, of uh, somebody being able to take your idea and steal it and run with this idea because it is undeveloped. And, and so uh, we go through the process and we meet with attorneys and we have letters written and we spend thousands of dollars and we're developing all this idea. And so then he finally moves to the next level and so then he goes in and begins to talk with people at high level computer experts and developers and programmers and 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 writers and words I don't even know how to speak and so he's talking to all of these people and we're talking uh, the last conversation we had here a few weeks ago we're talking to the head of um, communications at the Pentagon. And so we are involved in this conversation. I'm sitting here and a 17-year-old's talking to the head of communications of the Pentagon. Crazy world, isn't it? And uh, guess where he got all of his brilliance from? His mother. That's right. That's right. And so this, this, this guy is... He's listening as Spencer is rolling his idea and his concepts. And he says, you know, these great ideas are a dime a dozen. Oh, oh that hurts. He says, there's a lot of ideas out here. It's good ideas. He says, there's a lot of people with a lot of good ideas. He said, no, I'm not saying that to discourage you. But I'm telling you, the hard part of this is not coming up with the idea. He said, now you got to make this idea work. He said, do you imagine this thing up? Now it's got to be created. And we've got to get this to a certain percentage of developed before you can go to the next level. And he goes through the process of all the steps that he has to go through before he eventually becomes the millionaire. And so he goes through. But the interesting part of the conversation was that here's this man that he, that he runs all these ideas. You know, he, he, he listens to ideas and he says, I am very encouraged. I don't know that I have ever heard such an incredible, brilliant idea from such a young man. Keep creating. Keep developing. Keep thinking. Keep working. I want to follow this. I want to know where this goes. I want to see what happens with this. But he said, I have to tell you that the the greatest obstacle that you're up against is to move from the idea and the thought and to actually 
make it work. Now, the scripture says that when we put all of the brilliant minds together, And we think up all the greatest concept and the greatest idea that we can possibly think or put into words that we may be able to verbalize this imaginative, creative power of humanity. Now the scripture says, now let me tell you about God. Now unto him who is able (laughs) to do, to make work, to put into action, to do exceeding. That means in abundance. We're thinking it up, wishing it could happen once. He's able to do it in abundance. Exceeding abundance. Exceeding abundantly. Let me help you now unto him who is able to do exceeding abundantly above most, some, the majority, all that we are able to ask or think And this power is at work in the world, in the high technology companies, in in, in the church that has mega hundreds and thousands of people. That power is at work. In you. What I'm trying to get you to understand is you're sitting here worrying and fretting and thinking if I had more money, if I had more opportunities, if I had the power, if I had the authority, if I had the control, if I had the ability, and God is sitting back thinking, what are you sweating over? What are you fretting over? What are you worrying over? You have a power working within you that far exceeds whatever you can think or ask or come up with in your mind. I already have it working in your life. Oh, I wish somebody would stop right now and give God about 30 seconds of elaborate praise in this house. His arm is not short. His ear is not deaf. 
wrath. He is not slack concerning his promises. His promises are yea and amen. His love is far-reaching. His power cannot be diminished. His word is still relevant and true. It's still working in your life. I wish somebody would be encouraged today to know I'm worried about it. God's already getting the answer together. It's already done. When you need him, before you need him, he's already there. By the time you arrive at the problem, he's on the other side of the answer. Oh, somebody get on your feet this morning and give God praise in the house. Hallelujah. Let me wrap this up. Let me wrap this up. You can be seated just for a moment. God has always been in the business of making a way when there seemed to be no way. For Moses, for Moses in Exodus 14, he stretched out his hand over the Red Sea and the Lord, Lord caused the sea to go back in a strong east wind to come and he made the dry land and he divided the waters just because there was a need there. For Joshua in chapter 3, they took the ark on their shoulders and they walked to the ark. They walked to the waters with the ark on their shoulders and they needed to cross over. And the Lord said, if you'll put your foot into the water, I will already part it. I'm trying to help us understand today that God has already made a way out of no way. You just don't see it and don't know it. You've got to get to the water before it ever happens. You're worrying about it before you get to it. You're worried over it. You're fretting over it. And you're not even to it yet. But the issue is, is we want God to tell us how he's going to do it before we get there. He never told them, if you'll put your foot in the water, I'll make it go back. Because he knew there were people like me that that's exactly what we need. You put your foot in the water and I'll make it go back. Well, that's no problem. I'll do exactly what the Lord says. But he's saying, I want you to do it by faith. I want you to walk to the water by faith. I want you to put your foot on the water by faith. And when your foot touches the water, I'll make it go back. It may not go completely back where you can walk through until you take the next step. And at the next step, I'll make it go back just enough for the next step. I'm trying to help somebody today to get over your worry, to get over your fear, to get over your anxiety and know that if you'll just take a step the Lord will make a way take the next step God will make a way walk by faith and not by sight God's already got an answer He already sees you through to victory and you're not even to the problem yet but your future is bright you're facing impossibilities I don't know how I'm going to do this. I don't know how I'm going to get through this. I don't know how it's going to happen. I couldn't tell you how many times already in this building project that I have reached moments and reached times that I have said, Lord, have mercy. What have I led this church into? How are we going to do this? How is it going to come to pass? And all I need is a couple naysayers to come along about then. And the devil has a good day with me for two or three. 
And he speaks into my ear, I told you. I told you it was never going to happen. But this church had the faith to take a step of faith. And somebody says, well, this week I got two or three different people that call me. Not, not in the church, outside people calling me. Well, I didn't realize you were building that building back in the back, off out of the way. That's not, you know, man, that's kind of out there. What are, what are you doing? I said, well, this is the first building. Then we're going to build the one out front. Wow, you're going to not have one building project. You're going to have two. I said, no, we're going to have three. That is before we get to phase four. And they said, what do you mean? I said, well, we're building this one by faith that we're going to get to the second one. But by the time we get to the second one, God's going to have to already make a way because the expansion is going to have to happen. We're going to have to have number three. And by the time we get here, well, I don't know where we're going from here, but I hope they don't lock up that property east of us because we may have to go that way. I'm not sure what God has. All I know is the Lord said, take a step of faith and I'll provide. Take a step and I'll provide. I'm not preaching about a building this morning, but so Somebody needs to take a step this morning. You need to say it's time to take a step of faith. It's time to just go out by faith and let God make a way out of no way. Pastor, it's impossible for me. Yes, it is, but it's not impossible for God because if we thought it, he's already got the ability to finish it. Oh, somebody stand to your feet and give God praise. Come on, give him mighty praise in the house. He's able to bring light in your darkness. He's able to bring rain in your drought. He's able to bring shelter in your storm. Somebody ought to just praise him for a moment today. He's already beyond. He's already beyond what you're dealing with. He's already made a way. He's already made a way. Come on, get those hands high in the air and receive your help from the Lord right now. Receive your help from the Lord this morning. He's providing for you. He's making a way for you. He's making a way for you. When there seems to be no way, He's still making a way. It's impossible with man, but it's not impossible with God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, why don't somebody respond to what God is wanting to do in your life right now? I opened these altars this morning. Somebody may need to just take a step of faith today and declare in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I refuse to step back and let worry and fear and doubt rule in my life. I step forward by faith today knowing that God is going to provide, knowing that God is going to make a way, knowing that God is going to give an answer in due season. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Come on, he's able, he's able, he's able, he's able. Oh, yes. 
in the name of Jesus. 